Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksana. I'm Peter Turepko and, and you are listening to the Game to Love podcast. Welcome back, tennis fans. It's 2022. Happy New Year, first of all, to all of the tennis fans out there. I'm super excited. This is our first podcast of the year, and we're talking about the first tournament of the year. It is the ATP Cup. And sorry, we haven't been able to cover the matches. They are an ungodly hour uh, over here in the UK. But we have been catching up with some of the results and we'd like to bring you our thoughts on some of the crazy results that happened last night, especially. How are you doing, JG? Happy New Year to you, sir. Yeah, Happy New Year to you as well, mate, and everyone else watching. Great to see so many of you in the live chat. Uh, a lot of the regulars We've got Lizzie there. Happy New Year. Uh, I'm not going to say it to everyone, but I'll just give you a name shout out. We've got Almino <laughs> as well. Uh, Jean's in the chat. David here. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. And as Ben's saying, this is the start of the tennis year, 2022. Uh, so much in store. Really our second big sort of second season on Game to Love, would you say? I know we sort of did a little bit here and there, but the second full season, hopefully yeah. not so much COVID. So we're going to see more of a regular pattern, but we don't know about that. So let's uh, have fingers crossed with that one. But the ATP Cup. Um, there's been some great matches, some big shocks as well. There's not the, the highest calibre of players there. You've had Sitsipas with a poor, poor elbow, um, still mm. not really recovered from the surgery he had. I thought maybe that could be too soon, him coming back to the ATP Cup. But we've seen Daniel Medvedev going out. We've seen uh, uh, Zverev looking calm, collected and, and brilliant right now. 
Yeah. And of course, the big news in Ugo Wamba, he's back, mate. And I feel like you should have put him in your top 10. <laughs> that seems like if I remove him from my top 10, suddenly he's now uh, scoring his biggest victory on the on the tennis tour, uh, beating Daniel Medvedev in a three-set thriller uh, last night uh, in the early hours. I think it was three hours or two hours, 58 minutes in which he came back from a set down and three love down to defeat the octopus in a, a third set tie break, seven a two to Ugo Umber. So well done to the Frenchman. He started the year with a bang, mate. I'm really, really impressed. Come yeah, on. Man, there's, there's two of them who we kind of slept on a little bit in our sort of predictions for 2022. Two young players with yeah. bags of potential. We know how good they are. Uh, the two I'm talking about, Alex Dimonor and, of course, Ugo Omba. Neither of us put inside the top 10. Neither of us really gave mm. him much of a mention in 2022. But, yet mm. they've started the year so strong. We had um, Omba, of course, beating Medvedev. And then Alex Dimonor. I think this was the better result. I'm going to put it out there. Um, mm. The reason I say that is because it had a lot more meaning to, for it. Like, you see Alex Dimonor after the match. Looks like he was going to cry. It was yeah. pretty emotional stuff. Um, in Australia as well, with all the crowds there, he was able to beat Berrettini. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible in itself, I think. Uh, I, I liked the fact that Alex de Menor, he was speaking to the crowd, stuff like that, and you just see how much it means to him when he plays in Australia. And if he could have play in Australia all year round, he'd probably be inside the top 10 all year, I think. Uh, the way we've seen him play in the ATP Cup over the past two years Agreed, is... Yeah. No, got that nothing... Rafa one as well. It was amazing, wasn't it? That's Astonishing. Some of the shots he pulls off, the speed around the court. I'm hoping that he can maintain that type of level throughout the year. Uh, it's just unfortunate last year, wasn't a good year for Alex de Menor at all. It was a really poor. He, he was a forgettable player on tour. He mm -hmm. didn't have many strings of victories in a row. And ultimately, he's probably just been waiting for to get back to Australia so he can kickstart his tennis career again because it was a little bit damp uh, back end of last year, it has to be said. Well, we are in Australia right now. And next up, Australian Open. Does that mean Alex de Menor could be going pretty deep in that? He definitely has a chance. I think that he, he's one of those hardcourt players that you can't rule out playing in his home country. And if he gets a favourable draw, I fancy him to do better than Kyrgios, to be honest. Uh, I think it just depends how much training Kyrgios is doing. At <laughs> yeah, I know there's a lot of people talking about uh, Bernard Tomic at the moment. Not too sure that he will get back to uh, a high, high level, but Prove me wrong. I'm sure there's a lot of people would love it if Tomic went deep in Australia. Let's see if he actually uh, like wangles himself a wild card first. I'm sure there's going to be one coming his way, I'm sure. I'm just looking at the Australian Open results for Alex Dimonor. 2017, uh, second round. 2018, first round. 2019, third round. 2020, he didn't go. Uh, and 2021, third round. So... The best he's been able to achieve is in 2019 and 2021, both third rounds. You'd expect him to go a little bit further this year, especially the way he started. Um, but you never know. Like He just doesn't seem to do... He's never really announced himself on any of the Grand Slams yet. The best he's ever reached was uh, US Open quarterfinal. That seems to be his best slam. 
out of all of them. But I don't know. From his, for his potential and what we know he can do, you'd expect him to be able to go very deep in the slam soon. Maybe 2022 Australian Open's the one. Quite possibly. I think you're right to say we weren't really considering him. He didn't have a great year, but he is only 22. You've got to remember that. Uh, and I think, what was he? He was up in 2019. He was up to uh, finishing the year in 18th in the world. So that was sort of the level pre-COVID he was at. Uh, and it has sort of disrupted his uh, his run of form. He's dropped down, I think, last year, 23rd. This year, 34th. Uh, and I think this year, if he gets a full season in, we could see him back up in the top 20 again in, in no time. Uh, and I even knocking see. on the door of the top 10 definitely has potential. Yeah. I don't know if you want to bring up the graphic of uh, some of the things he said after the match because it was very emotional. And I don't know, it sort of encapsulated what tennis means to people and definitely something which we can relate to on the podcast because we love tennis as much as uh, some of the players, especially Alex Dimonor. And yeah. he was saying this is what you work hard for, to play on your home court in front of friends and family, playing for Australia. There's no greater honour. Beautiful, moving words from Alex Dimonor. Um, there's a little video there below. We're not going to show the, the whole yeah. thing, but that's just a clip of it. And he was um, on the on the sort of verge of tears, you could say. Yeah. And for an event which, I don't want to be disrespectful, it's just the ATB Cup. I, I know that's... <laughs> Maybe some people frown upon me saying that, but it's not the biggest event in, on the calendar, is it? And he no. was looking at it like, wow, this is a real big occasion. I'm so emotional being here in front of all the fans, all the support. And he produced incredible tennis. I didn't get to watch the match live, but from the highlights I've seen, it was a super high level. Yeah, uh, we know what he can produce. Yeah. I just, I don't want to take anything away from him, but the last time we did see Berrettini, who did we was going out injured in in a match so hopefully there's nothing due to Berrettini not being at his like 100% best we don't really know like these first matches back it's a little bit is this the real person that we're actually going to see when we get to the Australian Open or are they just warming up and we're going to see a completely different Berrettini and Medvedev by the time we hit uh, Australian. I was open. a tad worried, I must admit, uh, with Berrettini because I've got him inside my top 10. You didn't include him in your top 10 and I think maybe you might have made a good choice there. But it's early days. Let's see. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Berrettini can bounce back. Um, like I said, this is like the pre-event to Australian Open and that's where his focus is definitely going to be. Uh, but the other big shock, which also in the title, Daniel Medvedev, him yeah. going out to Ugo Ombert. Ugo Ombert has played him twice, beat him twice and... We've both gone really big on Medvedev. We've got him being our world number one. We've got him winning the Australian Open. Can't beat Hugo Amber at uh, the ATP Cup. Have we got a bit carried away with Daniel Medvedev? And um, what's going on in this one, Ben? Yeah, I, I thought it's just typical, isn't it? The GTL curse strikes again. We both have him to win. It's like the, the Sabalenka one last year. We, we don't yeah. know. I'm hoping that whenever we pick the same person, then they, they never win. Hopefully, that's got to change at some point, for sure. I'm, I, it did worry me, though, that the fact that this is similar to remember when he played Dimitrov yeah. and was he lost eight games in a row. He was in a winning position, lost those eight games, lost the match, uh, and he was sort of home and dry. And yeah. it was a, the same sort of scenario. And that's... 
we don't see that very often from Medvedev, and that's a little bit of a worry for me. That's happened again. Yeah, he's thrown it's, it away. I think it's a brilliant point you make. Um, he he's, he's done this before last year against Dimitrov, won the match. Let's be honest, uh, yeah. you wouldn't be able to get the odds on sort of umber at that point. You're getting really good value for your money. Same as Dimitrov at the time. You expect it to him just to wrap up, hold his serve with such a brilliant serve like he has. There's no reason you should be losing from free love up and a no. setup um, if you're that caliber of player. But he's done it again, and that just for me shows that his focus he can't he struggles sometimes with his concentration and focus in matches and his intensity um, to maybe switch off when he feel like feels like he's won the match and got it wrapped up mm. where he's not. If he kept sort of plugging away and fighting and even challenging the break again, then you never know. It would have could have been a different match. But credit to Ugo Omba, another one we maybe slept on in our top 10 predictions. I know you didn't the year before, but this year could be knocking on the door again because we know he's one of the best grass court uh, players on the yeah. tour, let's be honest. And right now, winning against Tanu Medvedev on the hard courts to start the years doesn't really get much better. Yeah, I mean, it was his hard-court form that really made me want to put him in that top 10 last year, um, just because he obviously came off the back of some amazing uh, results at the back end of the year. I had a bit of recency bias, and then he did actually still go on. He's won his first ATP 500 last year on grass, uh, don't forget. Uh, was it Haller or Stuttgart? Yeah. Oh, it's one of the two, uh, but an incredible result for him there uh, i think if he was able to pick up a few 250 uh titles this year maybe another 500 maybe a quarter final of a slams yep. or, or one or two it's possible i think for him he could definitely he could sneak into that uh atp well tour finals at the end of the year potentially he's had they all have the ability we've seen it look someone like nori he put a, in an amazing consistent performance for a whole year gets you to the ATP Tour Finals, albeit you have lucky, to, uh, yeah, you have to come in and fill in, but that's possible. We've seen how many players are getting injured uh, around on the tour these days. You just got to be there, even if it's an alternate. Like, Karatsev was nearly there. Yeah, we've got Gene there just clarifying him, but one Haller uh, beat Rublev and Zverev, which is that's crazy. Uh, Rupak there saying, why is Medvedev always losing head-to-head against the Frenchman? Frenchman's. <laughs> well, uh, I wasn't aware that he loses always to French guys, but something we, to didn't take he win a final in in France against the Frenchman last year? I think that was in Marseille, wasn't it? So I don't know if that's strictly true. I, know, I remember that... he lost to Gil Simon that time. So uh, <laughs> maybe like he does have uh, something with the French guys. He struggles every now and then, um, but I'm sure Daniel Medvedev will bounce back. Yeah, I'm um, sure. But it's a bit of a shaky start to the year for him. Do you uh, think that on... there's sorry? Go on. That was fun. I was going to say, do you think that there is a little bit as well uh, with with Medvedev in this ATP Cup? He's had uh, Rublev drop out of his team. He's had Karatsev drop out of his team. Do you think he just thinks, oh, like, I'm not really that bo-. like probably no, not at all. Do you not, not think? No, not at all. I think Roman Sefiulin, uh, Roman Sefiulin, he's had really nice words to say about him. And he's been pretty clutch at times, winning his singles match against Ryan Deneck was no no mean feat. And that's the reason they was able to get through to the next round. So I yeah. think he's uh, very appreciative of his team and some of the words he said about them. But let's have a look overall at some of the results. Um, as you can see, if we start from the beginning, Serbia without Novak Djokovic, they was able to beat Norway, uh, defeating Kasper Ruud's team there. Uh, yep. Chile, 
you'd expect them to get battered. No offense. <laughs> I don't, I'm looking at their team. They've got no uh, Gonzalez in there. And, uh, um, well, they lost free love uh, to, to Spain. Poland yeah. got through against Greece. The big news about Greece is, well, they keep putting in Thanos because Sissipas isn't at the races, which puts the, sort of the Australian Open in question. Number one, is he going to play it? Is he going to be fit enough to play it? If he does, what level is he going to be able to produce? I know yeah. he's playing against Diego Schwartzman uh, in the next match uh, for, against Argentina. How's he going to fare against him? Because I think that's going to be a really tight one. If you're not at your if you're not at your best, Diego Schwartzman can pick you apart. And he started the year very strong. Um, I know he beat uh, well because the Argentina beat Georgia there. I'm pretty sure he beat Bastias Vili in a very comfortable fashion. Yeah, very. Um, very so, yeah, that sort of summarises day one. I don't know if you had anything else to add about the, the January the 1st day. Uh, I think that well, we missed out one person, obviously, uh, Dan Evans, who had a, like, a storm. No, that's course. day got... two. Oh, day two. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, day yeah. one. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, I, no, nothing more to add on day one. Just well done. The, I think the result of the round was Schwartzman battering Basiashvili, to be honest. Yeah. So, apologies for that. Uh, there good. you go. On to day two. I'll let you take it away since you're so keen about the GD. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start with them. Uh, fantastic performance from Dan Evans. Absolutely destroyed Jan Leonard Struff, who normally gives everyone a good game. And big, tall German, big serving. Evans, 6-1, dispatched him with ease. And there was some quite funny stuff going on, wasn't it, on the uh, on the on the bench of the GB uh, side yeah. as well. Uh, I, I think I've got one of the uh, apologies. It's one of these things. And there, there they go. It says, he says, you need <laughs> Liam Brody. You need to do more as Team GB captain. Uh, uh, and he just leant over to him and he said, come on, have you got any, <laughs> have you got any words of encouragement for me? Like, come on, I'm sitting here. I'm needing some encouragement. So yeah, very funny stuff on the... on the... It's funny because Liam Brody is the team captain. I don't understand why that is, but fair play <laughs> to him. Uh, but he's not really that... I don't know, not vocal at all. He's just sitting on the bench. I think he's just vibing out, enjoying the tennis. Uh, we know how good of a player he is and what a 2021 yeah. he has. So hopefully he can repeat that. But while we're on this Team GB topic, I actually secretly called it. Uh, I wasn't able to do it on a podcast, but I was preparing for one the other day. I know we were thinking about doing one on the first to do like a review before the, the tournament began. And there was a lot of different talk of different nations, but... If we was to be doing our predictions, Ben, Team GB was my pick to win the whole thing. The Ooh. moment I, I, I realised Djokovic was leaving, do you remember I uh, not leaving? He wasn't in the tournament. Do you remember I said to you, um, I want to do a prediction video? Yeah. And because I've got my predictions out, well, I was going to go for Team GB. So I'm going to stick with that. And I'm predicting GB to go all the way and win the ATP Cup. I like it. I really do like it. So it's going it. well for me so far. Well, uh, I think we've got we're definitely good in the doubles, and with Dan Evans playing like that, Cam Norrie yeah. fell short it's against the best team. I don't care, Ben. It's the great team. I think I generally believe GB are going to do it this year. They've just beat Germany. Uh, really tough doubles pairings they've got in Germany, and of course Zverev as well. I'm looking at the other nations. Italy now are out. I believe are they out? Uh, I don't think they're out yet. I but can get the standings. They're not, they're not doing great. You can have a look there at the go. standings. Here's the standings, just because I don't yeah, want so to. Yeah, so Italy, you can see they're bottom at the moment, but they're not out necessarily yet. But it's not looking great for them. Just based off the nations who are left, I think Spain are always going to be challenging. USA, 
They've started very strongly. Yeah. Um, and so is Argentina. I just fancy GB. There's something about them. I feel like it's in the air. Oh, definitely. And well, that was you'd say one of the toughest matches playing against Germany and to get a two one victory there. If they're able it's not an easy group. I don't even though Germany is tough, the USA have got some top players in there. Um uh, obviously Fritz, Nakashima in there as well. And then you've got it's Canada, not. obviously, yeah. You've got uh, Felix playing there. Uh, is Chapo? Uh, no, Chapo's pulled Sh- out. Chapo pulled No, he had COVID. That was it when he yeah. arrived, didn't he? Sorry, apologies. But yeah, Felix, still a good player, but he did actually get defeated in three sets by Taylor Fritz yesterday from, I think it was a set down as well. Yeah. Came back and then managed to defeat him, which... I was, I was watching a bit of that one. It was a pretty epic match. Fritz 6-2 up in the tie break, had some set points, ended up losing the tie break, and then followed mm. up winning the next two sets. But Felix bottling it from a leading position again. Uh, Fritz looking good. America have a really good team. But the one thing Americans do have is a big cringe factor. And I'm going to have <laughs> to bring it up while we're talking about Team USA, because I know we've got a lot of Americans in the live chat, and they're always giving it to us for about Radu Kanu and all the hype trains. So this is our opportunity to give something back to you guys, uh, the Americans, because what is going on with your team? I'm Brilliant on the call. Off the call, not so sure. I think it is borderline cringe, and I died from secondhand embarrassment watching this one. So you're going to have to witness these nine seconds with us right now, live on the podcast. We are Team USA. Come on. USA, 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 USA. I'm sorry. Go on, one more time. Turn it up, Ben. (laughs) All right, I see. Have we got some full volume? Sorry if you can hear it. We are Team USA. Come on. USA, 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 USA. I was just waiting for that moment for Trump just to burst through the backboard. USA, USA. This maga. Yeah, that is pretty embarrassing. I thought we had to bring it up. Uh, While USA have a great team, they're very cringe off the call, and there was not escaping that one. No, that was uh, uber cringe. Unfortunately, Um, I just like the fact that when they all stopped. Uh, and he just went USA, and then there was just a pause. Like, what do we do next? Like that, and then start that US. <laughs> just the typical USA chant. Brilliant. Oh dear! It looked like they didn't want to do it themselves. Like someone had told them that you have to do this. By the way, like, this... I don't know. Some of them enjoyed it more than others. I feel like Nakashima just didn't want to be there. Yeah, uh, but Fritz seemed to be loving it more than most. So fair oh. play. Um, yeah, well done. Anyway, it gave us something to uh, to laugh about and uh, have a chat about at least. Um, I'm actually, well, I, I just want to have a look at some of the standings again. So I get those back up. Yeah, bring it just, all back up. Just one sec, just because that one, we had to have a look at that. That was just uh, hilarious. Uh, right. So as you can see there, the Spain-Serbia, that's quite an interesting one in that group. Uh, but looking at, I think I wouldn't Australia... write Norway off yet, though. No, um, I think Australia let's see. Could, have a could do something special. I would love it if Australia won the whole thing. If I'm honest, I don't know. After seeing Alex Listen, de Menor and how much it means to him, I, I would love it. I before don't know all of the people didn't enter the event, which we thought was going to be entering, we both would have had Russia nailed on to win every team event for the foreseeable because they've got yep. the strongest team by a country mile. However, the moment I realised they weren't there, I was going for Team GB all the way. 
They're going to be my pick. I'm telling you now, Ben, they're going to win this year's ATP Cup. I so love you need it. to go out on a limb and tell me who you think is going to be winning. I don't want to hear all of these other names. I want one country from you. I'm going to go Australia. Australia win the ATP Cup. We get off uh, 2022 with a bang, with the home nation winning it. And then the whole of Australia starts roaring, ready for all of the tournaments to come and ready for the Australian Open and those amazing scenes that we saw at last year's Australian Open. Hopefully we get some repeats of those. Obviously that five-set thriller, Kyrgios team, all of these things could happen again if we get the right momentum shift. And I think we could start it, I think, here. We've already had a good start. Smash Berrettini. Well, you're definitely on the hype train there, but I mean, I was pleased calling you a legend. Uh, and one thing, Ben, we will be recording these. So when we get to my end of year uh, PowerPoint, as you know, oh. I beat Ben last year on 2021. We're going to be doing a clean yeah. slate this year. It's nil-nil, Ben. Woo. A complete clean slate. But we're going to be recording ATP Cup because last year we did it for you and you beat me in it. So you started the year great last year and sort of faded as it went on. Let's see how you get on this time. You're going Australia. I've got GB. Let us know in the uh, in the live chat or the comment section who do you th- which nation you think is going to win the ATP Cup. Um, but Rupak here, apologies, mate. I do not want to ignore you. And it is a very good stat. He's saying Medvedev's head-to-head against French players is 20 losses and 15 wins. He's got mm. a 42.9% winning percentage. So something to consider... Um, for some of the upcoming draw previews we're going to be doing. Medvedev, not very good against French players. I didn't realise it was that bad, but thanks for sharing. He draws Jill Simon in the first round of the French, uh, not the French Open, of the Australian Open. And we're going to yep. be starting to question. Imagine if his, his route is just littered with just French. Oh, he, he, he will not want Ugo Omba in the Australian Open, let's be honest. And that could no. be a real potential matchup. Well, imagine if he had first round. Jill Simon, second round Monfils, third round Ugo Umber. <laughs> Imagine if that's his route. He has to try and get to the final against all of his worst ones. Ryan Deneck. A bit of Ryan Deneck in there as well. <laughs> Throw him in there. Yeah, mate, it could be interesting. I would like to see put to the real test at Grand Slams what his uh, abilities would be like. I think Medvedev might be all right, if I'm honest. Over five. Just going back to the results page, Ben. I don't know if you've got that still up. Oh, uh, uh, is it the second a, one? I think it's a tab at the top. Apologies. Is it the last results? There you go. Apologies. There you go. Um, I feel like we covered most of these. The Russia one, they sort of snatched it at the end. Let me just um, close that. And then, yeah, GB beating Germany. Yeah, we did cover all of them. USA, quick mention on them. Uh, looking really good. Fritz beating Felix and they won the doubles as well. Um, I know yeah. Sapo is about, but he's just, he retired from his singles. He didn't eat. No, he didn't play the singles against Isner for some reason. I don't understand why, but he played the doubles. So maybe he is, I'm not sure what he's playing at. Yeah, that's a bit strange. All right. Let's have a look. Uh, I just want to have a look down just to like confirm. Obviously Yannick Sinner was another one we haven't spoken about yet here. Very convincing against Max Purcell, who was a uh, fashioning of lovely mullet. I have to say, Max Purcell. If you haven't seen it, uh, just go and watch the watch that match back. He's a uh, really. Uh, he looks like he's been growing that throughout the past uh, lockdown years. But that was a good one. 
go down. Obviously, we got the Russian results there, the ones you were speaking about. Yeah. Medvedev only getting the win in in that uh yeah in the doubles. So I think Chapeau because he tested positive earlier on. He just got out of isolation, as Ollie's saying. So that's probably why he was unable to play the singles as well. Just okay. sort of not playing so many matches. But he's someone who started the year great. He beat Rafa, didn't he? Um, in that yeah, exhibition. Like, yeah. In the not that it means loads. But he could be someone who could be knocking on the door of the top 10 as well if he can pull some good results together. And I would watch out for him at the Australian Open. Um, I, might, you make- I, might, I might go quite big on him this year. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see how I feel. All right, <laughs> don't, don't don't say it just yet. No. Wait and see. Um, yeah, this one was quite interesting. One, obviously, I don't normally see Zverev playing much doubles, so maybe that's why this one's done pretty well. Dan Evans, I think he's a good doubles player, and he's done all right there. He's got a very solid uh, partner there in Jamie Murray. Good to see them. That was the one that uh, won the tie. Brilliant yeah. stuff. Uh, I'm just going to get rid of that. Um, we should say that we're going to be doing some draw previews coming up uh, over the next two days. There's going to be one later this evening or in a how many hours time? I'd yep. say probably about six or seven hours time. That one's going to be for Adelaide, WTA and ATP. And then we'll be doing the other three tournaments tomorrow. Yeah, exactly that. We've got obviously <clears throat> the ones tomorrow will be the one with Rafael Nadal in, uh, in Melbourne. Uh, the Adelaide draw for the women's, I would say, is a little bit better than the men's one. I'm really looking forward to better. some of the players on the women's <laughs> side. Um, I don't know if you've got a list of some of them there. Yeah, you've got Sabalenka, you've got uh, Ashley Barty, you've got Leila Fernandez, Svitolina. You've got, like there's just like the who's who on that. Avastviontek, you've got, yeah. and then on the men's side, we've got Gal Monfils and Hatchinov. That's it's not, it's not terrible, Ben. But I understand the women's is going to be better. If we are to cover any matches as well, we most likely will be covering them ones on the women's side uh, for Adelaide because, like Ben said, it is stacked and I can't wait to see what happens. Make sure to join us later on for our draw uh, reaction video uh, and make sure to enter your draws as well. I think they will be expiring end of today. So download the tennis app if you haven't already uh, and join the Game to Love League on there. And then you will be in for a chance of winning cool prizes throughout the year and competing with me and Ben to test your tennis knowledge. So good luck with that, guys. And good luck with something else as well. As you, as I'm sure you've all seen, we are launching or we've launched a massive giveaway on the channel for two Roland Garros tickets, 2022, four days, including the final. All you have to do to enter is hit the link in the description and there's plenty of ways you can um, submit your entry. Yeah, there definitely is. It's going to be a very exciting giveaway. Make sure that you get as many entries in as you can using that link. Uh, I've just noticed Coco asking, is Adelaide a 500 or 250? It's a 500 for women and a 250 for men. So that probably explains the uh, difference in the uh, standard of uh, players that are entering each side. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, like and subscribe, and I'll see you on the next podcast. See you later. Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.